Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode is called Dark Valley. It aired on September 15th, 2017. Katie's laughing already. It is uh, season 25, episode 48, hosted by Keith. As Stephalita said on Twitter, she calls him our lean king. Since we are the lean queens, he is our lean king. Aww. I know, it's beautiful. He deserves to be royalty, I think. Oh, yeah. And Dark Valley is apparently the new synonym for where we live, San Fernando Valley in L.A. A little frightening. I don't call it Dark Valley, but I think I'm going to start. And I'm not going to explain why. If people ask where in L.A., I'm just going to go Dark Valley. But I'm not going to explain any context whatsoever, and they'll just think it's someplace they haven't heard of that's called Dark Valley. I feel like it'd be a lot more effective if you wore an eye patch that said that. <laughs> okay. Just make it a full mystery. Just a little bit of oomph there. Something. Okay. You got to add an accessory and be like, like a hook Valley. hand. <laughs> Maybe. So this episode, okay, it kind of starts. I, I missed it the first time. Did you catch this phrase at the beginning? A musical chairs of secret affairs. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like a, a, it's child, a game it from childhood wrapped in sinning adults. It's perfect poetry. When I hear things like that, though, I really feel like Keith is doing this for the benefit of his fans. Yes. They know I'm good with a rhyme. They want a, They want an analogy that yes. sort of makes sense, but is also a little creepy. Yeah, uh-huh. he, he's playing yes. it up for the fans. Thank you, Keith. We see you. We acknowledge. We're very happy about it. Tell me yeah. about Dark Valley. So... Dark Valley is it's so weird the way it starts. I can't. It doesn't start like normal datelines when it's a Keith dateline. It starts with this woman who we don't even know who she is. And she's like on a beach. And he's saying, there's a kind of peace here in her own chosen exile. The vast Pacific for company. <laughs> You're like, who is she? What is happening? And then it jumps to when the mystery starts. And it says... It was the boy who knew it first, knew that something was wrong. The boy, because his dad doesn't show up for school to pick him up or something. So the boy got to school right. some other way. Twice in a row, we call him the boy. Do they not know which child it was? Is this a I- Shel sh- Silverstein sure what- poem? <laughs> Is this the giving tree? <laughs> Why are we calling him the boy? It's more mysterious. Just let Keith do his thing. Stop trying to control him. And you're right. Let's. He can't be tamed. Going. Okay, so Lisa Smith is the woman. Well, we don't even know if she's the woman from the beginning. Lisa Smith's husband, Gavin, was missing. He didn't show up to pick up his son. And Gavin's sister, Tara, space, 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 Adayo. Did you notice that? Who did, I don't know who was editing the voiceover, but there's this really big space when Keith is saying the sister's name. And it's like, Sister Tara Adayo. <laughs> the pause for her last name was for dramatic effect. Okay. Are they trying to, is it a clue? Are they trying to tell us something? That's because what I the thought. Other, the other last name is Smith, which is pretty generic. Yeah. Right, right. That's what I thought. Or is it a play on O die O? Because O die O, <laughs> like the po die a tree from last week. Is that what Keith is trying? Is Keith is Keith sending a message to me? That's a possible. I okay. think we should maybe start over though, because I'm not happy with the way this is going. <laughs> okay. I I do okay. n- I I just think it was a mess up in editing. But okay, we get perhaps he was sending a message we, we directly to you that he loves your puns. Case okay, I'm gonna be quiet. You you go and talk about um, Tara and Lisa and their um, very similar sun kissed look. Right. So, well, Tara is kind of one of those sisters that's in love with her brother. Says that when he walked into a room, you wanted to gravitate towards him, which is kind of close to lighting up a room. Or when they say they're magnetic. He was... Now, he was larger than life. He was like a movie star in real life, they say. He's 6'6", which they keep talking about how tall that is. But 
I watch My Giant Life on TLC, which is about women that are extremely tall, and 6'6 is the shortest of those women. There's 6'9, there's 6'11 women. Okay, so you're biased, because when they told me he was 6'6, I thought that was very tall, because I don't watch shows like that. Well, you're missing out. Really, you're missing out. It's a wonderful show. Well, I can't watch every show on TLC. I gotta pick my favorites and move on. So you pick 90 Day Fiancé. I pick 90 Day Fiancé and TNT. TNT? Toddlers and Tiaras. Oh my god. Is that what they call it? That's what I call it, because I'm embarrassed. Okay, you should be. So... Can we at least talk about what Gavin looks like? Stop doing yes. your toddlers and tiaras cute we poses. So you're going to get murdered like Champagnat. So Sorry. Gavin is really, really tan. Yes. With bleached blonde hair. Tips. Tips. Blonde like tips. he's in California, which he is. Okay. So we just got to break down. You know We're what not. I'm going to say. We're not. Yeah, I do. No. I know. I know you're going to go right for it. And I don't think it's necessary. We can just say he had a mouthful of teeth. I mean... Twitter has already broken down his teeth plenty. Well, then what did they say on Twitter about his teeth quickly? It was a buzz about his teeth. Because they kept showing them in a very unflattering way. Yes, the pictures they chose of him, as they often do of the victim, were not the pictures I would have chosen if I were his friends and family. Right. There had to have been better pictures, especially if he worked on a movie studio. Like, he would have had much more flattering pictures taken. You know what? I'm going to put this out there right now to you. If you, if I, when I die, when my husband kills me and you have to go on Dateline, if you pick any pictures between 19, I would say 1994 and 2013, you will be shaming me. Yeah. No, you'll, you'll be, you'll haunt me if I do. Well, we should probably, we should just pick our pictures ahead of time. Yeah, Just let's get together and get mini, mini albums mm-hmm. and then exchange the albums and it'll be called the, the Dateline album. Right. And then those are the only pictures allowed to yes. be used. They're pre-approved. It's like pre-approved. when people plan their own funerals. It's like then right. you know what you're getting, you know it's what you want, and you'll be happy with it. Okay. So, Gavin, what we've decided online, I think, is a cross between Dolph Lundgren. Yes, good. And Gary Busey. It's accurate, I think. Extremely accurate. I I like that. I I think that's great. And I put I'm up a, you. a comparison on Twitter. Fine. Tell tell me about where he worked. What did he do, and how did he meet his? Oh, by the way, I kept interchanging Lisa and Tara the whole time. Tara's sister, Lisa' wife. But yes. I already put he met Tara while he was yeah. blankety. Yeah. Yeah. No, he met Lisa. Lisa's no, because we're gonna get like five more ladies too, so it's hard to keep track of. So, Gavin, he went to UCLA. He was on John Wooden's last team at UCLA, which is a really big deal. You're shaking your head. Even I know it's a big deal. And I know nothing about sports. Who's John Wooden? I don't know. Oh, my God. I was like the most legendary coach in college sports, pretty much. And he was super inspirational. He has all these quotes that are on the side of buildings and stuff. And UCLA, John Wooden Center at Poly Pavilion. That's where you play. It's a big deal. Okay. I believe you. Even I know that. And I know literally nothing. But I assumed it was a big deal because they made a point of it several times. Yes. So So his wife, no, I said Tara, Lisa, Lisa, the wife, said that he twinkled, which was kind of a new one. I hadn't heard that before. And he was a bit actor in some parts in movies because he was so tall. And then he got married to Lisa and her crazy bangs, and they had three kids, three sons, and he decided to give up acting because he was also, like, waiting tables. He wasn't really making it, and so he got a job at 20th Century Fox working as a studio executive. I love how easy they made that sound because I know a million people that are trying, and it's like, well, I gave up acting, so he decided to take a job at Fox because you can just do that if whatever you decide to. But this is also now the time that we mentioned that Fox, for those of you who don't know, is in Nakatomi Tower from Die Hard. That's where Fox is. Do people care about that? I want them to picture him at work in Nakatomi Tower. Okay. I need probably need to see Die Hard. Um, you do. It's yeah. a big deal. The yeah, tower is a big deal. Yeah. Sorry. So Gavin doesn't show up to pick up his son, and they start a search party, and they're putting up flyers, and 
did anyone else notice, for some inexplicable reason, his sister, Tara, one of her arms is fully in a sling and the other arm is fully wrapped in a bandage. And they don't explain it. Nope. Was she in a car accident on the way to the search party? Why would you not explain it? Was she beating him up? There you go. That's why. We'll have to come back to it. Okay, I just put that together. So then people start spotting him all over because he's so tall, and every time they see a tall man, they think it's him. Hundreds of miles away, he's seen at a cash-only taco temple restaurant. I love that they had to tell us it was cash-only, because I think because the credit card slips, maybe. And it was all a big mistake, so they totally waste our time. It wasn't really him. Thanks for bothering us with that dateline. It wasn't a waste of time because he was sighted in Morro Bay, which yours truly, that was my vacation. We used to go to Morro Bay. So I knew exactly where he was. So I was very excited by this side note detail that everyone else was annoyed by. I was filled with nostalgia for Taco. Taco Temple. (laughs) So again, we learned that Gavin was his family's golden boy. But was there another boy in the family? I think it's Uh, only him and Tara, right? I don't know. But again, why are people so obsessed with Gavin? They're always obsessed with the tall one. They were obsessed with Lars too. Remember right. Lars is the golden totally child. Lars. It's, it's 100% Lars. All over Lars. Again. And it's does LA that Lars. make LA Lars? Oh my god, great title. Yep. So does mm-hmm. that mean that Tara is Ken with the high cornfield hair? So Tara notices that Lisa the wife isn't searching and the family kind of becomes suspicious of that. So they interview Lisa, like, are there problems in your marriage? And Lisa says that he adored her. And what I want to say is, if you're saying that your husband adored you on TV, run a brush through your hair first. Because it makes us go, I don't think so. She has bangs in her face the whole episode. You're not going to save it, are you? No. You're just going to go I can't. (laughs) She's like a Lhasa Apso. I don't know how she, she did, can she see. Needed, she needed to cut her bangs, but I feel like we get a really good explanation at the very end of this yes, recap. Yes, I did if we too. Ever get to yes, it, yes. Why <laughs> yes. her hair look like You're that. right. Yes. You're right. But it doesn't explain the bangs and how she could even see Keith. I would want full view of Keith. I want my depth perception perfectly in order if I'm going to be staring at my man Keith. She was not impressed with Keith. No, she was Tara was. But yeah, Lisa Tara could was. not have given. Tara was. Lisa could not have given two hoots. She no. was over it. Um, so I guess Gavin was doing stunt work back in the day when he was acting on. Um, I think it was Remington Steel. Mm-hmm. Was it Remington Steel? Mm-hmm. Which I only mm-hmm. know because I obsessively watch VH1. I love the eighties. Do you remember when I used to watch that all the time? Yes. yes. Um, so he hurt his back and he got hooked on pills. But then he got sober. But so then the cops think, well, maybe he relapsed or overdosed or something. We don't know where he is. So there's two investigators on the case. Lisa, the wife, says that they were in a horrible state financially because of Gavin. A month before he went missing, Evan, the oldest son, posted on Twitter, pray for our family. My dad has left our family. That's very odd. But then I guess he came back. He had been cheating on Lisa with a lady named Melanie, but the police go to Melanie and they had already broken up. But that is why he had left the family a month before. So in the last month, he's broken up with Melanie and come back to the family. But then there's this other lady. Dun, dun, dun. What is her name? Her name. Chandika Creech. Her name is Chandy. And Chandy is short for Chandika Creech, which is, I mean, I'm going to take a hard pass on that name. That is a no-no. <laughs> but we're, we call her Chandy, because apparently that's better. Creech is her married name. Her husband's last name is Creech. That should be a warning sign right away, I think. Yeah. I, I'm marrying into the prestigious Creech family. Right. So Chandy is a woman that Gavin was having an affair with years before, but had recently started talking to again. So the cops really need to find Gavin's body and his car because they really have no idea what happened to him. Keith informs us, like it or not, it's a fact. Some people have affairs. Keith gives us the hard That truth. was an amazing sentence. Chandy says that she had been talking to Gavin but didn't see him that night. But then Chandy's dad starts talking. Chandy's dad is really the MVP of this episode. We, do never, we never get to meet him. But he really cracked the whole case wide open. The cops had nothing. Chandy's dad tells the cops, I think this lady 
Raina. Now this is where it gets so confusing because we have a Melanie, we have a Chandy, we have a Raina. Later we're gonna have a Lauren. So Raina is this older woman who takes care of Chandy's grandmother and lives at Chandy's house. Chandy is married. They were both cheating. Gavin and Chandy were both cheating, but Gavin was kind of leaving his family anyways. I don't know, it's kind of weird. But Rain is this old little nurse that takes care of the grandma, a home care worker. Mm -hmm. And she tells the police, I have this storage locker that has what you need. I rented it for somebody else. Of course, Dateline's not going to tell us who that someone else is for like another half an hour. So they go to the storage locker and in it they find Gavin's car. It's a black Mercedes and the license plate's been taken off. And the cops are so happy that the cop kisses his partner on the cheek because he's giddy. And Keith laughs and finds that just delightful. Keith was delighted. Absolutely delighted. Yeah. Yes. The passenger, and I love how giddy they are, that they're, like, kissing each other and jumping up and down, and there's, like, blood all over the car. Everywhere. Oh, <laughs> Everywhere. My God. It's dripping in blood, and they're just like, we found it. Um, there is a handprint in the blood. It's actually really gory, because you can see the finger. That's really tips. creepy. Yeah. So they're pretty sure, obviously, Gavin's dead, and, this, and he was attacked in his car. So... Raina says, yes, that she rented it for someone else. And then we rewind, rewind. This is our new Hamilton segment where you don't get it at all because you haven't listened to Hamilton. Um, That's not fair. Well, you haven't. I'm sorry. You've made your choice. It's on Amazon Prime. It's right there for you to listen to. It's not too late for me to listen to. It's not that that's it. I missed the boat. All right, go. So Chandy and Gavin had met in rehab. When Gavin was there for pain pills, they had started an affair. Lisa, the wife, had found out about it. And she did something that's totally reasonable that anyone would do is you throw your kids in the car and you drive over to the mistress's house to talk to her and her family about the affair. One of the sons who is in eighth grade, by the way. That's Um, reasonable. Totally. And when she got there, she was too upset to go inside. So what would the mom of the year do? She sends her her young sons in to the house by themselves. Um, you are the worst mother I've ever heard of. These so one of them's in eighth grade, and one of them's like a teenager. They come out of the house crying, crying. It turns out Chandy wasn't there, but her husband John Creech, who we're gonna call Creature, I think. Because yeah, he's a bully, to. he's a bully, and in Harry Potter, Creature was kind of a bully. He had threatened to kill Gavin to the sons. Said, I'm going to kill your dad if he doesn't stop seeing my wife. And the sons are crying. And Lisa does not seem to think that she did anything wrong by taking the boys over there and sending them inside to do her dirty work. I can't. Xanax. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I can think when somebody doesn't sort of own up to it on Dateline or show a ton of emotion. I'm like, you're you're on that heavily medicated. You are you are medicated. You are on Valium or Xanax. or You took something because otherwise you really watch your children come out of that house crying. That's that's heartless. No, it's that's really bad. Yes, they're scarred for life. They were threatened by a grown ass, huge roided out man. Right. While you yeah. were sitting in your car listening to Adele. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin and, and crying. I will remember <laughs> you. <laughs> no, wait, what's the one? The body rate one. I can't make you love me oh if you God. don't. <laughs> That's God. the one, right? Is that the one you listen to? Or you two with or without you? I want it to be like a, just a playlist of all these songs. Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares. Nothing compares. And then I think it's some Cheryl Crow. Strong enough? Strong enough or something like that. Okay. And But it's mostly female Jewel? artists, right? Jewel maybe? Foolish Games. By yeah. Jewel. So John Creature Creech Creature. He threatens to kill Gavin. This is now years before. Says I'll kill Gavin if he doesn't stay away from my wife. The night of Gavin's disappearance, 
Chandy and Gavin's cell phones were in the same place, even though Chandy told the police she wasn't with him. So Chandy's a full-on liar, basically. Keith goes to the street where they triangulate the cell phones, and he's on location in these jeans that make him look like a tall glass of water and his Converse sneakers. And he's walking down. This is the streets of our neighborhood. He was there. And he, he was didn't here. Call. You're right. He didn't call for Froyo. Why didn't he call us? Because we, we have a Menchie's right down the street. We I know. I was going to say, we could have all gone to Yogurt Land together. And no, Yeah. Nothing. Keith, next time you call us, next time you're in the valley, the dark valley. So Chan- he says, Keith says that Chandy and Gavin met that night for sex or comfort or just to talk. Keith, you're so innocent. Do we Keith. really think, Keith, just to, ch- maybe for cards? For Pinochle. To trade anime cards or something. Well, like maybe Pokemon like they, cards. Is that what yeah, you were thinking? They, yeah. They had an eBay Maybe exchange. they were catching Pokemon. Oh, no, this was before that. Catching. This is, <laughs> what if they yeah. were just like, we we're both trying to catch Pikachu. So John Creature's phone was also there that night. But he says he's never met Gavin. And... This was eerie, according to Keith. John and Gavin's phone were moving together. They still don't know what happened to Gavin, though. They obviously think Creature had something to do with it, but they don't know where Gavin's body is. This is the, but this is that thing again where we have the police saying, well, we couldn't do anything because we didn't have a body and we can't charge him, even though they have the phones in the same place. They have all this sort of circumstantial evidence, right? Which we've seen in previous cases, them charge without a body. So Right, it's especially like, to me. usually they're just like, we don't have a body, but this time they have like half of his blood is in this car. So right. he obviously wasn't just walking around with all that blood loss. So right, he obviously is dead. Yeah, it's kind of late. But, but anyways, but then we wouldn't get to meet the next person we meet. Right, right. Yes, had so... Him. Nothing happens for a while, and then everything changes. A dog named Buddy went for a walk. And then we meet the most likable, probably the smartest person in the episode. A dog named Buddy, and his owner named Rocky Ramos, who I think is a member of ZZ Top, if I'm not mistaken. Or a fan. Or a big fan. Has a crazy ZZ Top beard. So he and Buddy, his dog, who's got a chocolate lab, I think, they go to this hill in the Angeles Mountains, which I never go to. But apparently people hike there and then also leave old refrigerators and stuff there. So they go up to, I guess, scavenge for things. And no, like, he was I going up he, looking for treasure. For, yeah, he's looking for treasure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Buddy runs over to a bush and he won't go away from it. And Rocky goes over and there's a skull and then there's a body, and it's Gavin's body. When the police come, they find that he was repeatedly hit in the face, and he died from, he was beaten to death. And he has defensive wounds like a broken arm. Remember, he's 6'6", so the person who beat him to death has to be really strong. So then we jump to Powerhouse Gym, which sounds to me like a gay bathhouse. There is, think it's you know gym. that there's a sex club in San Francisco called the Powerhouse, right? Thank you. I kn- Okay, I'm so glad I'm not so off track there. No, so, also Powerhouse Jim sounds like a wrestler. Yes. His name is Powerhouse Jim. Quite a name. By the yes. way, also, it's in Chatsworth, oh, which is. is widely known as the porn capital. So, But that's where gotcha. the most porn is filmed, um, and it's hilarious. There's a place called Powerhouse Jim there. That's all I'm going to say. So we meet this girl named Lauren, who we don't get to know her last name, but... She will go on national TV showing her face and being interviewed. Sure. I don't think she totally understands social media no. right now. Or national television. Or national, exactly. I just don't feel like she understands how it works when you say, I will fully go on this show showing my face, talking, and give my first name, but not my last name. Because even someone like me who does not know computers, I could probably find her name in two seconds. Yeah, Lauren Chatsworth. Yeah. How many? Powerhouse gym. Not that hard. Not yeah. that hard. So Lauren was 18 years old. She was in high school and she met Creature at Powerhouse Gym. She says he was beautiful. And we look at photos. I thought he looked hot in the photos. I really did. I thought, oh, when I saw the photo, I was like, oh, he's kind of hot. 
Will you grant me that? No, you won't even no. grant that. You're granted okay. nothing. Okay, I'm grantless. So Lauren says that all the women at the gym wanted to be with him and the men wanted to be him. I don't think she also gets that this is a gym in LA and that half the guys wanted to be with him as well. Be with him as well, right. No, yeah. Lauren. Lauren's a little sheltered. Yes, yeah, she is. Lauren falls for him. Now he is 39 at this time. She is in high school. She thinks that he is not with his wife anymore, like separated. But Chandy would call and apparently, as Lauren says, she was rude to her on the phone. I feel like we know Chandy enough to know that she was not like rude. Like she like she says she was vulgar. I think she was threatening her. I think, why are you threatening this high school girl? Threaten your husband for dating a girl in high school. Right, exactly. But then at the same time, I hear my own double standard with that niece from that other episode. You know, the niece that I'm so hard on. Yes. And she was in high school too. So maybe I do have a bit of a double standard. But Lauren went to the same high school as Gavin's kids. What a quinky dink. So she knew that Gavin had gone missing. And at the same time, she had seen scrapes on John's arms, creature's arms. So she tells the police that. Also, I guess, I don't know when this happened. When was the creature in jail for drug dealing? No, so he's in jail on the cocaine charge when the police find this stuff out from Lauren. So when the detectives talk to Lauren, they are like, okay, we need to talk to John Creech again. And so they go and he's in jail for cocaine. Okay. See, I would think it was steroids for sure. Like I would think it was all at the gym. It Mm -hmm. was cocaine. I think it was cocaine, but I'm sure it was through the gym. Yeah, but I still think there were steroids too. Probably. So the night he went missing, Gavin went missing, John Creature was calling people intently, one after another. So the police decide they're going to go and hit all of these guys' houses in the same night and find out what the deal is. And literally all of them flipped on Creature. They all did him a favor that night. He went to one guy's house who hid his cell phone for him. He went to another guy's house who agreed to hide the car. Then there was another guy who helped John and Chandy burn their clothes from that night. So he literally has everyone all over town helping him do like a little bit accomplice of this whatever what we think is murder. They charge Creech with the murder. They can't get Chandy yet. They don't know if she set it up or if she was involved. They do know that her clothes were burned. So they have someone talk to her like on an undercover recording who says that she was hooking up with Gavin in the car and her husband bursts into the car and attacks Gavin and she freaked out and drove away because he threatened her. He said, you're next. And so she, she drove really dramatically. So she drove away. So they don't think she was actually involved, but she knew what happened and did not report anything to the Mm -hmm. police. Mm -hmm. Um, So John goes on trial, and this is where I was really disappointed because he was not even close to as hot as he was in that original photo that we saw. I don't get why everyone at the gym wanted to be with him and be with him. The prosecutor says that Creature has been plotting this for like two years, ever since they had originally had the affair, Gavin and Chandy. Chandy takes the stand and she flips on her husband and says what happened, that he attacked them and she was terrified. And he had said, I'm going to kill Gavin if you guys hook up again. And they hooked up again anyways. So he did it. And Chandy has very like stripy hair and she sounded kind of drunk. Did she sound kind of like... That's why she was in the rehab where she met him for his oxy abuse. She was uh, alcoholic. There you go. Because she was on trial, like, something, like, popped up, like, appeared. Yeah. And what was that something? And she's like, it was my husband. Yeah, <laughs> she, might, she might have been a little drunk. Yeah. tremendously. She needed something to get through that trial. Chandra, Shandy? What's her name? Shandy. 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 Handy Shandy. Handy, oh boy. Was she giving him a handy? Yeah, maybe. I think she might have been. She said they were kissing, but come on. And Creech says she was on his lap. Yes, I know. 
let's so combine a, those two things into and one thing. Handy and that's shandy. a handy. Yeah. yeah. That's a handy from Shandy. Yeah. Yeah. So Handy Shandy says that her husband came and attacked Gavin that night and then made her come back, like went and picked her up and then made her come back with him to get the car and to take Gavin to the hospital, he said. But she says she refused to even go near the car because she was scared of what she might find. Again, if your husband tells you go to like get him to the hospital, that would mean he's still alive. You could potentially save this person's life, but you don't because you walk you're too scared so you park like a block away so she's complicit in this whole thing so john calls jorge who's super nerdy a friend from the gym who saw the body rolled up in the car in a blanket and he's the one who got rid of the cell phone and then this next guy is stan and stan wait wait, can we just say for the record that this is a parade of losers doofy this is a parade of doofy from vanessa Um, Oh, is she the one who... Yes, you're right, you're right. She gave us Doofy. Is that her handle? Yes, I believe so. Vanessa, thank you for that. Because I kept saying a parade of doofuses. It's Doofy. Yes, the um, Doofy parade. And they really are. Starting with Jorge. Creech, I think, was the king of the Doofy at the gym. And these loser guys were like, oh, we could be jacked like Creech if we hang out with him. He'll be our buddy. Oh, we're going to be so cool if we hang out with him. And he just had these minions of losers that he could boss around and get them to do whatever he want because he was so beautiful and everyone at the gym wanted to have sex with him for some odd reason. Some people went overboard like the second witness. Stan McQuay. Yes. I didn't really notice. What did Stan do? Stan McQuay was so jacked his body was so (laughs) insane that it made his head look like a pinhead did you not see that no i didn't but i'll go back oh boy so they all wanted to be like their king creech king creature stan it was his job to hide the car and the body bear in mind the body is still in the car yeah in his house for five to six days that's crazy to me what did it smell like did they have to leave the air conditioner on in the California heat? Stan had to be single, right? There's no He could way. not have ha- there a wife a wife would not have allowed that. No. She would have been like, get your dumb ass friend's car out of our house or I'm divorcing you right now. With the body in it. Please. We don't want any part of this. Uh, I mean, I have to say um, at this point, F the car. Get the body out of your house. Well, yeah. No, it's worth the the body is the main thing. I would be like, sure, I'll hold on to the car, I guess. But if the car had a body in it, I'd be like, absolutely not. So do you think it took Creature five to six days to find out where to put the body? That seems like project number one, get rid of the body. Yeah. Like, do I that, do that no, on the first day. I have no idea what he was doing. It's yeah, the dumbest first, thing I've ever heard. First day, get rid of the body. Yeah, step one. Then you can worry about the car. Step two, yeah. also, forget burning the clothes. Burn the car with the giant bloody seats in it. Are you out of your mind? That's smart. Or take the seats out of the car. Do something to get rid of right. the evidence. F- right. Figure it out. Throw the car, put the car in a lake. I don't know. Drive somewhere. Go to Santa Barbara. It's just, yeah, he is. But don't take your cell phone with you. No, but then who's the third witness? She's the worst of all. Was that Raina? Raina Lim. Yes. Do you feel like she was the worst of all? I feel like she was the victim. No, I had big problems with Reyna. I felt like she was bullied into this. I don't think so. I don't think so. She's she's a home health care worker. No, I just don't. I don't think she is. I think she was. I think she had a lot bigger part to play that they're not. The Creech gets Reyna, the home health care worker, to rent this storage space for the car. And you have a problem with that. I feel like he totally bullied her into it. It wasn't the storage space. It was the fact that she she had to rent the van. Well, I don't know. He's got bad credit. Why can't he rent the van? Whatever. He doesn't want he it. He doesn't in, want it in his name. So he yeah. puts it in Raina's name. And then she rents the van. And then he... Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I don't know why I'm giving the recap. I just feel like she was the little, nice, elderly, like, housekeeper person. No. Nope. And he's totally forcing her to do this. No. Nope. And you have no sympathy for her whatsoever. No, but I have outside information. Oh, okay. Um, then Creature went to bury the body out in the desert. The here's when they finally get their DNA is from the car. 
they take the screws off the license plate holder where the license plate is missing off the car and the DNA comes back to Creature, Creech, whatever. So he takes the stand and his defense is self-defense, which makes no sense. His defense is self-defense, which makes no sense. You and Keith. We're destined to be together because that is, I think a, so key, too. That is a key yeah. line if I've ever heard one. Good job. I think so. I'm really proud. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. So Creech says that he tracked Chandy's phone that night because he was worried about her. He wanted to protect her. He thought maybe she was drunk driving because she's a peach. So he went to make sure she was okay. That's why. And he goes to the car and she's, he sees her sitting in Gavin's lap and he knocks on the window like a polite little, hello, is anybody in there? Hi, guys. Can I borrow some sugar? <laughs> like, it's so innocent. So innocent. And he just wants, to, just wants to talk. But then he, and then he says that she, you know, opens the door and he starts arguing with Chandy. And that out of nowhere, Gavin throws the first punch. Now, Gavin is sitting down in the car and... Creech is standing up outside, so he's obviously in the power position. But he says he was scared for his life, that Gavin's, like, choking him from underneath, from sitting down position. And then eventually Gavin gets out of the car and comes at him with this long weapon of some sort. He never describes what the weapon is. No, he does. The police never find... He says it was long and metal. He said it was a multi-purpose tool. Oh, right, right, right. A multi-purpose tool. So... How I, long is a multi-purpose tool? Now, there, like, I'm going to say this right now. There have been a lot of times on this show that I have not Googled in the case of whatever it was, epidemiology. Nobody Googled. <laughs> in this case, no. I knew what a multi-purpose tool was because Oliver had asked for one before. So I immediately Googled. It's not a Swiss army knife. It is a Swiss army knife. That is the first image that comes up in Google when you type in multi-purpose tool. See, that is not a long weapon that you could hit someone with. So if he came at him with a multi-purpose tool, he basically came at him with a pair of nail clippers. (laughs) That's basically. (laughs) And those are the jankiest nail clippers that are on those Swiss army knives. Like, they do not cut well. No. You do better with the nail file. It's the weird little, like, bendy scissors that are not real scissors. So I don't know why they're in the multi-purpose tool. No. And and I'm assuming if it was in his car, it was closed. So then it is just this rounded, long, oblong piece of metal that's about six inches long. So that is not a long weapon. No. The prosecutor asks, like, where is it? And Creech says he threw it behind his house. Of course. And the prosecutor says, why would you get rid of it? Why did you not keep it if you're claiming self-defense? And Creech says, well, I didn't get rid of it. I threw it behind my house to keep it safe. So apparently backs of houses... In the depths of the shrubbery that is outside of your backyard is the new safe, is the new lockbox in your house. You just throw crap out there, and then when you want it, you know, like your your passport, you know, a rare coin. <laughs> your if birth you have certificate. Some rare coins, your birth certificate. You just chuck them behind your house, and then when you need them, you just have to go digging in the shrubbery and hope that a coyote has not come and peed all over them. Right. That makes perfect sense it's, to me. It's new. Yeah. It's the new yeah. it's the new way to do things. It's modern. Yeah. So the jury doesn't buy it, but they kinda do buy it. Because they find him not guilty of first degree murder, which is so shocking. And instead they find him guilty of voluntary manslaughter, meaning they think that he killed him in like a blind rage. It wasn't planned. He did not go there. He did go there to bring Chandy some tea. And Gavin, Gavin just happened to be there and then was attacked. And then he attacked him. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. And then we find out that Jorge and Stan and Chandy were not charged at all. They all made deals and got immunity for coming forward, which is such BS. Such and BS. It's horrible. It is. It's ridiculous. And I feel really bad for the family because they're like, they all got away with it. Creature is only going to get up to 11 years in jail. His sentencing is this Tuesday. I know. I saw that. I was so mad at Dateline. I was like, really? Why would they not just wait one extra week? One extra and then we week find out and then we would know the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But he also has drug charges. True. 
and the drug charges could actually be up to 44 years, which is the state of our criminal justice system, that you can get that much more for drugs than for murdering someone. Right. And Lisa, the wife, and her sons, who are traumatized for life because of what she did to them, are now living in Hawaii, and that explains the hair that needed deep conditioning. The top? And I forgave her. It Yes. The, yes, it was like a Hawaiian print. It was like, and a, like it was like sort of a very hippie, beachy, but not Malibu yes. beachy. I was confused because right. they kept showing her at the ocean, and I said, right. "Surely she does not live in Malibu." Don't call me Shirley. No, they. I don't know where they got this money. If it was life insurance money, but they they live in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and she now wears her hair in like Pocahontas braids, um, as you do. But and so I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what what did I miss? What did I capture everything? You definitely caught everything, but I have something to say about the conviction really quick. About them. Okay. Uh, what I don't understand is, first of all, do we know? And I could not find this out. If a uh, high schooler, what was her name? Sorry, I forgot her Lauren. name. Lauren. Lauren. Did Lauren testify in court? No, they did not show her testifying in court. So she but might the have. the police had used her, yeah, she might have. Because the police took her statement about the scratches. Well, but because the scratches on the arms, okay. But the story that Creature told was that, that he had tried, that Gavin had literally tried to gouge his eye out, that he had hit him in the face immediately, that he had hit him on the back with this multi-purpose tool. So right. there would be marks... He would have a black right. eye. He would right. have a bruised cheek. Well, he's cheek. lying. Right, but that's yeah. what I'm saying is that he, the the prosecution's best defense would be to call her in and say, no, I only saw scratches on his arms. Right. I never saw any right. marks on his back or his face. It's totally right. gone. That's what I'm, I was just sort of like, what happened there? She should just go on the stand and say, oh, P.S., I was 18 and in high school. Yeah. That's it. And, and the jury the would say jury would guilty. be like, okay, guilty. Guilty. Yeah. First degree. That's, that's yeah, that's yeah. all we needed. That was my big thing. And then I did have one bit of outside information. So one outside okay. walk a moment, which was, okay. it was, ba- okay, so basically the house that they lived in, that, Ch- that Chandry and John lived in, that the creatures cohabitated, was a Brady Bunch. <laughs> creatures house. Yes, it was creatures house, was a Brady Bunch house. Here's why. So here's who lived in that house. The grandma. Creature. Chandy. Uh Chandy's Uh terminally ill grandmother. Uh Chandy's brother. A family friend who I'm assuming is Raina. Raina is a family friend. Raina is not a housekeeper. Raina is the grandmother's girlfriend or something. Their daughter... John Who's and daughter? John oh, and Chandy had a daughter, right? And that's right. Two of Chandy's children from her first marriage. What? So there are like fifteen people living it. It's like it's a. Also, all this stuff is going down. No wonder he couldn't keep the car and the body at his house. There are children and grandmother and all these people living in this house in the Dark Valley. Yeah, it's also she's a great mom. What a great mom. Ch- there's There are a lot of examples of good mothering in this episode. This should have been the Mother's Day episode. Mm-hmm. It really should have. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about that. MVPs. Oh, MVPs. Who was your MVP? I guess Buddy the dog. I knew it. And Rocky. Rocky, his his owner. Really? The, the duo. The duo of Rocky and Buddy. No, I. if it weren't for the hair and the crazy eye makeup, I liked the sister. I thought she seemed smart and she wasn't a pity party. She was seemed to have her act together. Yeah, no, but I really did not really like anybody terribly in this episode besides Keith. Oh. And Buddy, the dog. Keith does outshine everyone and you're always going to pick the dog. There's no way. Yeah. Mm. I like the detective. And then when he did the, the one thing who said where he kissed, he his, kissed partner. his partner on the cheek and he was so excited. And for also for that guy to share that story on Dateline, I thought right. it was very endearing. And then he said, true story. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. I don't know. It gave me a warm and fuzzy. I was like, oh, he's a good guy. He's I could I could go to Applebee's with him. That's what I thought. Oh, we could share an appetizer. Yeah, as friends. That's cute. And talk about the case. But he wouldn't do that with me. <laughs> 
Did, um, did you have a loser? You had to have a loser. Just everybody, yeah. Oh, okay. Periodontists. Um, <laughs> I guess everyone in California, because Twitter, every single person on Twitter said, does no one in California wear sunscreen? And I kept having to defend us and say some of us do because we see these we see these walking examples everywhere we go Mm-mm. they are walking warning signs to us it really was yeah this was so, this was a tan nightmare it was yeah yeah it really was it was and also it's not like let's we live here there are self tanning and spray tanning places like spray tan places in i would say every other mini mall so every mm-hmm. time i mean on every yeah, you block, have options. You can find yeah, a spray tan. So for people to still be the only defense that I can think is that these women were probably in their are in their late forties now, early fifties. Yes. Yeah. So this is maybe in the days when you did go and lay out. Yes. You know. Yes, absolutely. You sun. laid out with the baby oil and that um aluminum foil. Rotisserie thing. chicken. Yeah, rotisserie yeah. chicken. Yeah. So uh, what about Joan Rivers Fashion Police? Can we do that now finally? Yes, that's what you really want to do. I know. Well, okay. want to talk about Rocky's shirt. Yes, I do too. Which said, Utah, assume everyone is armed. I thought everyone was Mormon in Utah. I guess they're armed as well. And that's the with shirt he chose to go on Dateline with. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get my favorite t-shirt. Yep. It was clean, it. too. It was, it was clean. clean. It was pressed. Yeah. He was ready. Yeah. It was steamed out. Yeah. He might have, like, four of them. Like, a superhero outfit. Yeah, he lo- he was so proud of that shirt. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess I really just need to talk a lot about Tara and her two-toned hair. Um, Which, yeah. Because it was I, too fully different. She could not decide if she wanted to be a brunette or a blonde. So it's different yeah. than two-toned. It's two different heads of hair on one right. head. Yeah. Because it was half and half. The full underneath was sort of a, like a pretty brunette. It was like a reddish mm-hmm. brunette that you yes. buy like nice and easy. And then the top was that white blonde. White blonde. White. She was trying to compete with her brother Lars. I mean Gavin. It was the same thing. I it was confusing. It was confusing. I I don't subscribe to the rule that after a certain age, women have to cut their hair short and have mom hair. I don't believe in that. No, her hair was pretty. What's wrong with all over white blonde? You're in California. You're a babe. Go for it. You're right. Uh huh. Hook Tara up. Make Tara look good. She's the grieving sister. Unless she's not. Alternative theory. And she broke her arms both of her wrists or whatever beating up her brother that night exactly because why was she in a sling and a full-on band ace bandage thing both arms right and it's never explained. both arms yeah never explained what happened that night you got into a fight over whose hair was better didn't you yeah did you did you have any other i didn't have any real alternative theories um well i this one had a lot of chances for alternative theories i feel like within the family so lisa and all three sons i feel like because they all went to that house and kind of confronted john they knew that john that creature had an anger towards their dad so if they wanted to at any point kill their dad or Lisa wanted to kill her husband for the insurance money. They had a they really clear-cut alibi on that. Yeah, even though that was two years before. But then Gavin had put the wheels in motion by reconnecting, by reconnecting with, Chandy. with Chandy. I see where if the defense had... the Defense could have gone for reasonable doubt had the situation been slightly different. Had he not been in a car with Chandry, obviously pulled out of the car. You know what I'm saying? Had the mm-hmm, situation mm-hmm. been slightly different but i'm not totally letting lisa off the hook though the sons i didn't think about though i love patricide let's bring that into the mix okay yes that's true Uh, i could totally see that what about lauren lauren from the gym yeah i mean maybe she was really jealous of creature being so jealous about his wife hooking up with gavin what about she's like you're my man that's true and she works out at the gym. The, we we had some serious What about Melanie? Suspects. Melanie. We never got to see Melanie. Oh, I know. That was the, they, the woman he was sleeping with before. That was the most recent affair. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Which we hear. What about Raina? Two seconds The about. nice little. Raina. Could have been Raina. Raina. 
Reyna, who's the family friend, not even the caretaker, is there to collect on the terminally ill grandmother's life insurance insurance and or take her medication and sell it for street value. Let's get get real. Why is Reyna doing all these favors? Is Reyna a dum-dum? I don't think Reyna's a dum-dum. I think she's a smarty. I think she's a smart cookie. And she's in there helping out with all this murder stuff. I mean, she helped with a lot. She rented the storage space. She rented the van. She was obviously fully well aware of everything that was going on. You're telling me you rented a storage space for the car? The car's in it. It's in your name. And the seats are covered in blood. And you don't ask questions? Let's get real. Oh, Reyna, we're going to dig into your past. Yeah, sorry, Um, Reyna, it's over for you. Sorry, Reyna, it's, yeah, it's done. Do you have any alternative titles? Yes, I have alternative titles. I have several, and they're not too punny for you. So there you go. Oh, good. Yeah. Should I go first? Yeah, go first. Okay, one, sunscreen is your friend. Two, are we supposed to find Gavin hot? (laughs) Three, who the F is named Chandy? Those were my titles. Chandrika. Those were my titles. That's all I got. Chandrika. So I guess we'll start with that one. My first one now in honor of you is Creature Feature. (laughs) There you go. Um, I have one that I think might be is my favorite, which is The Bloody Hand of Fate. Liked that. I have a a loose screw and or turn of the screw because that's how he got oh. caught with the screw in the license uh-huh. plate yeah See, i got it these are all I like le- it. these are very legitimate no, that's a, that's literary i like yeah that. i thought you'd really like that then i also have um oh no you're laughing already i have you... philanderina <laughs> oh my god she didn't do any philandering I know. And she was, I know. she is a victim but as I much didn't, as we but, want to blame but, but her. But Reyna was my loser because I feel like she had a bigger part. Okay. And then my last one, which I think you're going to like, is Johnny Loves Chandy. Come on. <laughs> Instead of Jody Loves Chachi, Johnny Loves Chandy. Oh my God. It's great. Okay. That one was really it's, good. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Gosh darn. Go ahead. What's on Twitter? I'm ready. I, I Twitter's going to beat me, I know. I'm sure somebody had a title. Yeah, there's. So, so I had to cut. I had like 80 tweets I wanted to read. Mm. Um, Limey Lizzie, you can make a fortune selling a decent conditioner to the spouses of murder victims on Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> um, Forever <gasps> Tammy, who is our new friend, yes. who did get her Pop-Tart. Um, Tammy, send us your okay. address. We'll send you a little a snack pack from date with dateline send us your address we're gonna start sending people things message us on instagram tammy i'll send it to you it'll be be only from me okay she said okay i'll be the one to say it these teeth are killing me (laughs) so she just wanted to set the tone on twitter there were a lot of people who would like are we allowed to talk like he's dead like are we allowed to well they're doing he's dead extreme close-up on his face which is just like dentist like it's yes. so much teeth yeah it's a, yeah. it's a lot all right um one chicklet whispers i don't find him that attractive <laughs> that was my reaction the whole episode i was like they kept making that was my my title was are we supposed to find gavin hot they kept making it seem like we were supposed to find him to be this stud. I, al- I also feel like it's really unfair. It. It's just because he's tall and like kind of strapping that you're supposed and to be has like blonde hair. He's ha- okay. He's that all right. Then move he's to California not, but- if you love that. If that is just floats your boat, just move to LA. You will be but happy he, as a client. Yeah. yeah. Dateline producer. We learned that the Taco Temple now accepts credit cards, but didn't back then. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm actually also going to Morrow Bay in October. I absolutely. Are you going to go? I'm totally going to go now. I'm going to go take a picture by Taco Temple with some cash. Yeah, it'll be great. Yes. Okay. Uh, Summer of Soaps responded to that tweet by saying it's getting harder and harder to disappear nowadays. Used to be you could just drift from one cash only taco stand to the next. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tracy Dawn 83 when Candy is too much of a stripper name, go for Chandy. <laughs> That's great. Um, Sugar. Anne LaBarbera. Oh, Chandy, Chandy. Anne LaBarbera. Did the detective just admit to sexually harassing his partner? Was that just what happened? <laughs> that 
was the real twist of the episode. Uh, was full on workplace sexual harassment. Uh, kissing cops. Oh. Yes. Um, one chicklet again, and I'm gonna imagine that she's wrote whispers. Gavin isn't even a natural blonde. Are we not supposed to say that? <laughs> she was so, I'm assuming, she's like, she was so polite the whole time. Oh. Like, can we talk? Can Are we, we not allowed to talk about it? Can we say I that? I didn't find him that attractive. Oh, that's really funny. Um, Madison, Joanna, does anyone else's mom shush them so aggressively during Dateline for even just breathing? Please relax. It'll be okay. And then Dateline wrote, we're with mom on this one. Have to hear every detail. And then Madison wrote back, you guys should film people's reactions and show it in the bottom corner. My mom would be perfect for it. What if they did, like on Game of Thrones, when they show those reaction videos to like the Red Wedding, but it was to Dateline? How good would that be? That would be wonderful. And if people wanted to start sending us those, we'd post them on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Reaction shots. If you guys want to do some reaction videos, that would definitely be something we could do i love it i think it's so funny we'll pick like the we'll um, pick like the two best of the week and post them yes yeah um adam swiderski your favorite Adam Swiderski. in all caps don't stop at the cheek detective love is real <laughs> um summer soaps my family always used the word creech as a synonym for bed and i thought everybody did but apparently it was a weird family slang <laughs> That's weird. So the whole episode, she kept being like, I'm going to go to Creech now. I don't, I gotta go. That's <laughs> that not really funny? funny. In my family, we call farts foofies. Your family's very delicate then. So it'd be like, did you just foofy? In my family, we call during, deering. That's just. And then we call sweats jogging pants. So when <laughs> I went to. <laughs> when I... No. What, when I went to co- when I went to college, I said, "Wait a minute, hang on, I'm gonna go put on my jogging pants." To my roommate who stared at me, I didn't understand what I was talking about. And then when I put on my sweats, said, "What are those? Are sweats?" And I said, "Well, yeah, jogging pants." And she, yeah, like I'm from England, tiny old England. Um, Bobby G five eight. Looks like Lisa needs some help with her hair. Try When by Chaz Dean. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a good product? Oh my gosh, yeah. When is when is good. But when is like a lifestyle change. It's because it's that kind of No, it is. It's like eight products. But it's the sudsless shampoo, so you feel like you're losing your mind because you feel like your hair is never clean for the first week. I don't know. No. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Um, Forever Tammy again. One one of the times where we went to commercial and Keith said, but there's more, she said, I don't want to know more, Keith. I'm trying to juggle the info I already have. <laughs> hey, a lot of people are very confused and felt like they needed a flowchart. In this one? I didn't think of, so. Yes. Well, you had Melanie, you had Lauren, who came up out of nowhere and then went away. You had Chandy. We admitted we got Lisa and Tara confused. True, but they looked... I mean, yeah, they were, but they could have been, it's like he married his sister, but yeah, I still am going to say that I feel like Dateline has been in these latest two newest episodes doing a great job of not having the Uh superfluous friend or the superfluous investigator that comes in for 30 seconds. They have the only time I really felt like that was the dude who saw Gavin at the taco temple. They even showed the guy being interviewed on the news saying, I saw him there eating tacos with some gorgeous lady. And then they showed the waitress and they're like, the waitress said it. So the whole thing was a waste. The whole thing was a waste. All they needed to say was, is that that people kept saying they spotted him. They never needed to bring up Taco Temple at all. Someone had to drive there and get B-roll footage of the Taco Temple. Well, somebody got really lucky then because Morro Bay is lovely. I'm sure it is. Okay. Um, Gretchen is funny. We'll see about that, Gretchen. Oh, the dogs are going nuts. They think she's not funny. That's bad. Sorry, that's, Gretchen. That's foreboding. Gretchen, sorry. Gretchen is funny said, John Creech or John Creep? Am I right? No, she's right. And I tried really hard to make that connection, Gretchen. And I had a lot of alternative titles that I had to scratch out saying, I'm a Creech. I'm a weirdo. Because, but they were all songs. Uh, I was mm-hmm. I was trying really hard to make the correlation. It just doesn't get there. So I, I applaud you, mm-hmm. but I'm a professional, and it doesn't work. 
I'm an amateur professional in my brain. That is what our bio says. We are amateur professionals. Right. Um, Keisler Sose. It's the cell towers that keep me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I'm picturing him wanting to murder someone on a daily basis and then being like, nope, cell towers. Turn off that phone. Turn off that phone. Cell towers. <laughs> cell towers are the only thing keeping me from murdering Man, everyone I know. Because they really did get him in this case. It was like phones were together. Snap. Oh, yeah. Done. Aaron Kelly tweets, who is another one of my favorites. Imaginary scenario. Knock, knock. Who is it? What does it want? Who could it be? OMG, Keith, just say who's there. I like these plays that people write in 140 characters. It's really they write good. like a full on a play for us. Excellent. Um, Adam Sodursky, again for you. Yes. Did Buddy testify in court? Did he wear a tie? I bet he wore a tie. <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. Uh, Kelly Smith again. Good Lord, how many accomplices do you need, John? True that. True that. Why was he so lazy? Wow. Why did he have half of the valley helping him with this? Yeah. You couldn't do two things yourself? You can't get rid of the car and the phone? He did not assign these things very well. No, he did not. He had way too many people involved. And also they all turned that, on him in like on a dime. Like the minute. On a dime. They yeah, were like, yep, two sure. seconds. Um, One chicklet again, who might be my favorite of this episode, the one who kept saying that I don't find him that attractive, just really summed it up. I think everyone in this episode, no one in this episode is as good looking as they think. <laughs> but we have to make this a blanket thing. No one in LA is as good looking yes, as they think. That's very it true. It is really very true. true. I live here. Yes. We live here. We can say. Yes. It. Yes. Yeah. Katrina 3511. Screwed by the screw. Mine was better. Okay, actor Brett, man, that screw screwed him. Okay. No, you, don't, you don't like it? You're, you're dismissing. It is a competition. I thought you would feel jealous of those puns. It is a competition, and I'm the one with the microphone. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hear these. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the last one that I was saving for you was Aaron Kelly tweets, I just thought of a theme song for Keith. And in the hashtag, she wrote, for Katie, come on, Eileen. Now, I didn't get it at first. So she posted a picture of Keith leaning, come on, Eileen. <gasps> Eileen. I Oh, it's so smart. And I said, damn it, Katie's going to love it. Damn it, Janet. I love it. I thought, I thought you would. It's perfect, right? It's now it's every perfect. time he leans, I'm a little, we I'm can a little sing misty, it. I'm a little misty eyed because I feel like something has ended yet barely. Like your life changed yet barely begun. Like bef- yeah. Like before you, there was life before you knew. Come on, Eileen was his theme song, yeah. and after Come on, Eileen was his theme song. This is the before and after of Dark Valley. Yep. <laughs> so that that was Twitter, but then I did want to. Um, Mention a few people, if I could, that are in the news, just in our news, our circle of news. It's not really news. So I'm not going to sing the song. Yes. Sorry. I am? Yes, you are. Yeah. It's all in the news. We have a new friend, uh, Class and Lauren, that I wanted to say hi to. Hi. Who had listened to all, binge listened to all the episodes in a row, and then decided she was going to listen to Medium B in Texas again. And I could not, for the life of me, understand what she was saying. I was like, what is Medium B? Who is Medium B? And we were playing this game of telephone. Medium B is Bonnie, who got that boob job, and then kept making a point of saying that she was a Medium oh, B. Geez. and wasn't that small before. So that episode is now called Medium B in Texas. Oh, boy. We have a new Canadian friend, Swing Fire CA, Jen. Um, she's really nice and she's, and she's Canadian and I'm a little bit obsessed with Canadian. True. Canadia. Katharina, Kat Icel81, who I love, told me about this episode of Killer Women, which is the show hosted by Pierce Morgan, who's terrible, but he's actually, it's a, he's a good host. And it featured Sheila Davalu. <gasps> and I watched it. And she is even more insane than before. Oh, I'm sure. Quote from the episode. Sheila, I mean, I was confused. I had the knife. Pierce Morgan said, I think he was confused too. 
His wife was stabbing him. It's confusing. I literally said it right to her face. Oh, that's wonderful. That's magic. Um, I want to say hi to Misty Marie 34, who survived the hurricane and lost power for like a day. And so we're glad she's back. Yay. And everyone that was in the hurricanes. So I want to say hi, last but not least, to our new friend, who is my parents' neighbor, Barbara. Um, my mom bullied her into watching. I mean, listening. And I kept saying, Mom, don't push her. That's so embarrassing. Like, my mom thinks she's my agent, so she tells everyone <laughs> in the neighborhood to listen. And so I just want to say thank you, Barbara, for listening. Thank you, Barbara. Really appreciate it. Tell a friend, steal everyone's phone, and subscribe on iTunes, and leave us reviews, and follow us on Twitter, and Facebook, and Instagram. And remember, don't watch alone. And wear sunscreen. Watch, wear And wear sunscreen. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.